Welcome to the Today in the World podcast for the 19th of November 2020. I am your host, Uncle K, and here are the headlines. The UN announces their new biometric digital ID wallet. Mexican billionaire adds Bitcoin to his portfolio to shield against central banks. UK developing QR code system to only allow vaccinated people into events. And Ray Dalio, famous Ray Dalio, admits he may be wrong about Bitcoin, but still concerned about the government ban. Here's what you missed today in the world. All right, so today we have something interesting in the the news, something that we've probably expected if you are paying attention. Uh, The UN announces biometric digital ID wallet. This article is coming from activistpost.com and it says, Recently, the United Nations had some big announcement that went largely unnoticed, including the rollout of a biometric digital wallet and an announcement that one of its specialized agencies, the International Civil Aviation Organization, is one step closer to an internationally recognized digital travel credential. As reported by Biometric Update, this particular UN biometric digital wallet is intended for UN employees only, and it can be used for data related to human resources, medical status, travel, payroll, and pensions. So it looks like the UN employees will, of course, you know, they're just going to be like the lab rats for this uh, technology. Um, But I've heard the UN have partnered with Canada for this also. I can't remember the video that I was watching. If I find it, I will put it on my Instagram or something so you can check it out. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of testing um, with this technology. And remember, it's going to come inch by inch. So we have to pay attention. The article continues. I hope you see where this is going. Every aspect of our lives will be centralized digitally using biometrics and in many cases, the blockchain AI and 5G. I can't help but raise the question, what kind of social controls could this possibly provide the technocrats if people decide not to obey certain restrictions or requirements? Example, if you didn't get your latest shot, individuals may face travel restrictions or you may not be able to go to work or your payments may be frozen until you comply. They may not have to mandate anything if they just can, you know, encourage you to obey. So this might remind you of Ticketmaster being in the news, um, saying that they're going to require proof of vaccinations to attend shows. And of course, Ticketmaster is just going to be the beginning. Don't let it surprise you when other companies start doing this, please. You know, just take it on the chin now. Let's get on with it. More and more companies are going to be offered um, this kind of technology to help people be safe while attending live events. And the technology is going to obviously tell you about people's medical history, something that this biometric digital ID wallet is being developed to do easily. But I'm not going to speak too much about this right now because we're going to come back around and uh, I've got some other stories pertaining to that. Control the pandemic. Fed Chair Jerome Powell predicts the entry of a different economy. Headline from Bitcoin News. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell told participants at the Bay Area Council Business Hall of Fame Awards ceremony on Tuesday that the ceremony, sorry, that the economy will never be the same after COVID-19. According to Powell, the use of accelerated technology will change the way the global economy operates as his commentary was quite similar 
to the recent Great Reset Agenda. If you haven't heard of this and it's the first time you're hearing of the Great Reset Agenda, please just Google Great Reset Agenda, um, IMF, and you'll find everything else that you need to know about it. Come back to the podcast. Things will make a lot more sense. Um, so Powell's recent statements follow his speech last summer at the annual Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. The Fed chair noted at the time that the central bank will let inflation run hotter than usual, and Powell mentioned it may be moderately above 2%. In San Francisco at the Bay Area Council virtual meeting, Powell said the way the economy was in the past will never rematerialize. He says, open quote, we're not going back to the same economy, we're going back to a different economy. Powell stressed during the meeting. That's going to mean that those people who worked in the service industry they may need help and support for a time as they find new work in new places, close quote. And, you know, when he says they may need some help and support for a time, we know what that means. That, you know, it's going to be a different economy. The service, everything's going to be different. So whatever time he's talking about, he really means forever. That's what my opinion is. You might look into it different. If you do, I want to know what you think. Um, the article then continues. His statements also follow the recently published financial stability report that addressed climate change for the first time. The Fed's recent statements alongside Powell's speeches indicate a push towards the controversial Great Reset agenda and the IMF's call for a new Bretton Woods moment. And um, the Bretton Woods uh, moment, when you hear that, what they're talking about um, is a system of monetary management that was established, um, which is called the Bretton Woods system. And this established the rules for commercial and financial regulations among the US, Canada, Western European countries, Australia and Japan after the, um, this was around World War II, uh, 1944. Um, after the Bretton Woods agreement. So when you hear this, when you hear Bretton Woods moment, because you're, you're going to start hearing this a lot, probably, even if you're listening to Bloomberg, Financial Times or whatever economic stuff that you're plugged into, you will probably start hearing this a lot more because this is getting pushed in slowly, slowly, slowly. Just like you saw coronavirus come in, a little article in the corner of uh, of one, you know, one page and then months later down the line, it's, it's everywhere. It looks like it's happening the same way with our economy. So, you know, things are going to change. And you just got to be prepared. Um, so, yeah, you should start seeing these pieces start to fit together right now for this agenda to take place. But let's just make sure that we are clear. Um, we are only going to be victims of this reset if we're not prepared. Personally, I'm preparing to cut the cord um, from the system completely until I actually see a parliament being checked and balanced properly and seeing them make laws I actually agree with. It's a personal sacrifice that I'm willing to make simply because, you know, I want future generations to be free. Um, and to be honest, we may not have a choice anyway. I'm just more willing to die on my feet than to live on my knees. And many people, um, I'm sure, will be ready to live on their knees, but I highly doubt you're one of them. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here listening to this podcast. Okay, so I want to talk about Bitcoin again, because obviously I love talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> but listen, seriously, um, I used to be one of those people um, that don't believe in Bitcoin. This is my little disclaimer, because I talk a lot and encourage people to look at Bitcoin. But I need to let you know that I didn't always think this way. I knew a lot about Bitcoin before I started really believing in it. 
it's the only thing that's changed is that I am a lot more optimistic about the opportunity that we now have to build and develop a different world for ourselves. Um, yeah, so when you hear me talking about Bitcoin, I don't know everything. I don't know shit about Bitcoin. Please understand this. I need you lot to message me, tell me what you interpret from what I'm talking about. Um, and, you know, we have to understand it collectively as a community. Bitcoin was made to give power to the masses. Um, it's, it's decentralized. Decentralized means everyone controls it. So don't rely, track, you know, don't rely on people's interpretation of it to tell you what it means. Obviously, you're going to need people to explain things to you. That's that's what people are there for. But don't just make decisions based on other people's interpretations because that's not what the technology does for us. The technology is actually sets us up mechanically to be able to make decisions and break off from sex of society when we make those decisions. And when you, you know, understand the blockchain and how it works, what I'm saying will make more sense. Um, but yeah, enough talking about that. Let me bring you the next um, main article. This one is from Bitcoin News, uh, and it says Mexican billionaire Ricardo Pliego invests 10% of liquid portfolio in Bitcoin to shield against wealth expropriation. Uh, again, this one's from Bitcoin News, and it says Mexico's second richest person, Ricardo Salinas Pliego, confirms that 10% of his liquid portfolio is invested in Bitcoin. With an estimated net worth of $11.9 billion, Pliego joins the growing list of millionaires, billionaires, and corporations that are now adding Bitcoin to their investment portfolios. The billionaire says the top crypto protects the wealth of private citizens from getting expropriated. Pliego advises his followers that might want to follow his in his footsteps to study and understand Bitcoin. He also recommends one book, The Bitcoin Standard, as one ideal learning tool for learners. And again, just to add to my little disclaimer, um, I bought some Bitcoin uh, a few weeks ago that I mentioned uh, in yesterday's episode. And it's funny because when I bought that Bitcoin, you know, I'm, this, this is just part of me learning. I was thinking to sell it, you know, for some British uh, sterling pounds, you know, and since that time, it's like, yo, what's the point? This is my savings I'm talking about. I'm, I don't even spend money on myself anymore. There's no point. We're in a war, to be honest. Like, I got, I got, I got shit to do. You know what I mean? And then when I'm thinking about, should I sell this Bitcoin, make a little profit there? It's like, what's the point, though? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap my Bitcoin. That's a rising asset value for this shitty pound sterling that's not moving, that's not doing anything for me, and is me literally consenting to the system. I'm not ready to put everything I have and own into it, but my, my Bitcoin is still in there. I'm not taking it out for no pound sterling. And, I, and I'm starting to think I might never do that. You know, I might just be adding to it as time goes on, which is looking more and more likely as, as long as I keep seeing articles like this. So meanwhile, in one of his tweets, the billionaire gives his perspective on what Bitcoin can bring to an investment portfolio. He says, to start with Bitcoin, I share a video taken in a Latin country where banks throw away money. He says that is why it's always good to diversify our investment portfolio. This is inflationary expropriation. So when inflation goes to the point where it's just like, you know, your money's not worth anything, this happens to entire countries, especially in um, uh, America, Central America, South America, um, a lot of other places as well. 
But um, these these places are getting hit hard, and that's why, like in Venezuela, they have adopted Bitcoin a lot, which is what the article is actually talking about next. So let me just continue. It says that Pliego has not divulged the name of the Latin country whose worthless currency is shown in the video. However, many are certain that he is referring to hyperinflation that has hit Venezuela. The South American country's currency, the Bolivar, is one of the worst performing currencies this year. Already, some citizens of Venezuela now use Bitcoin to shield against their investments and savings from inflation. Ray Dalio admits he may be wrong about Bitcoin, but still concerned of government ban. This one from Bitcoin News again. Billionaire hedge fund manager Ray Dalio has admitted that he may be wrong about Bitcoin after stating that governments will ban the cryptocurrency if it becomes material. Dalio um, founded Bridgewater Associates. His hedge fund is the largest in the world. So let me just add to that. Because of the amount of money this guy manages, his opinion on this is very important. It would send huge shockwaves throughout the financial market, um, putting Bitcoin in an even more positive light, in turn, boosting the price of Bitcoin, bringing more attention to it. Um, but more importantly, you know, increasing the adoption of the coin, which is the real goal. So we can begin to cut the cord between us and this rigged financial system. So the article continues, his hedge fund is the largest in the world with about $140 billion in assets under management. Dalio has been called the Steve Jobs of investing by AICIO magazine and Wired magazine. He was also named one of the 100 most influential people by Time magazine. As the price of Bitcoin soared, surging about 55% over the last 30 days, Dalio tweeted on Tuesday, I might be missing something about Bitcoin, so I'd love to be corrected. So when I was reading this article for the first time, because I've read it probably three, three or four times, like I always do everything. But when I was reading about this, I was shocked because this guy, Ray Dalio, um, when I was learning about Bitcoin, I watched him go head to head in like multiple debates about bitcoin and he's he likes gold you know if you know this guy he's into gold he knows uh, fiat currency is bullshit um he knows the system is rigged blah 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 um he's getting attacked by irs and all kinds of people right now um because he is managing a lot of people's money that don't want to pay tax probably like you know who wants to pay tax but i've seen him go head to head with a bitcoin enthusiast max kaiser as they were debating about it and um you know, he was so anti-Bitcoin, it was just ridiculous. His points were not really making much sense. He wasn't using logic and was more using emotions. And he seemed very stuck in his ways. Um, and, you know, because he was just so used to the status quo. I thought he'd be the last person to ever change his, his mind on this. Uh, so personally, my respect for him has just gone up times a thousand because life is about learning and developing. And, you know, to see an older man like himself, do that is really great to see us inspiring. He's getting his ego out of his way. He's getting, he's moving his ego out the way so he can make better decisions. So good on him. So when he was tweeting, he says, 
what did he say here? Let me just find it one second. He goes, my problems with Bitcoin being an effective currency are simple. He began to highlight his concerns in a series of tweets. Firstly, he claimed Bitcoin is not very good as a medium of exchange because you cannot buy much with it. I presume that's because it's too volatile for most merchants to use, but correct me if I'm wrong. Secondly, he asserted it's not very good as a storehold of wealth because its volatility is great and has little correlation with the prices of what I need to buy. So owning it doesn't protect my buying power. Next, he reiterated the risk of governments banning Bitcoin that he outlined in an interview with Yahoo Finance last week. Dalio said that if Bitcoin becomes material, governments won't allow it. He emphasized they'll, out they'll outlaw it and they'll use whatever teeth they have to enforce that. They would say you can't transact the Bitcoin, you can't have a Bitcoin. The billionaire um, fund manager similarly tweeted on Tuesday, if it becomes successful enough to compete and be threatening enough to currencies that governments control, the governments will outlaw it and make it too dangerous to use. The Bridgewater Associates founder further argued that unlike gold, which is the third highest reserved assets that central banks own, I can't imagine central banks, big institutional investors, businesses or multinational companies using it. Dalio ended his series of tweets with, if I'm wrong about these things, I would love to be corrected. Thank you. Now, I'm not going to sit here and explain all of the type of responses you got back because they were obviously loads of them. Um, but the official Twitter account of Fidelity Digital Assets wrote, Mr. Dalio, many of your concerns around Bitcoin are what we discuss with institutional investors every day at Fidelity Digital Assets. So now that he has um, confirmed his willingness, his, his readiness to learn and has opened his mind to the possibility of Bitcoin, I'm sure he's going to be sold on the idea soon enough. And people are literally tweeting and making bets on this you know because he's been very outspoken in his in his uh hatred <laughs> for, for bitcoin it's funny um but you know once upon a time i also had the same stance and couldn't see a future without a central bank because we're just so used to the system as it is but i've since had knowledge and understood that you know the world changes it changes all the time and now is a time for change it's quite clear to see and um, I can, I, I've been able to imagine bigger potential for humans in years to come. We have been developing and changing for hundreds of thousands of years. This is just evolution. Um, and Bitcoin may well be an example of that potential that we have. So one by one, this is how the digital money re revolution is taking place. Just to add also... Um, he was talking about it being outlawed by the government and of, like, duh, of course, they're going to make it as hard as possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going up against a central bank isn't going to be easy. But what we need to remember is that we are power in numbers and Bitcoin relies on the power of the many. And the financial system depends on our participation, you know. So one by one, we just need to change our mind and start doing things differently. And the game's changed forever. They can't force us to bank with them it really may just depend on what we are willing to sacrifice in the short term so that future generations don't need to be enslaved to the banking cartel like we've been. And to be honest, I'm fully vegan. Like, I, 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 I would love to just live off the land, man. We, we've just complicated this world. There's so much peace. You know, I don't want to get too funky and spiritual with it because that's not what it's about right now. It's not what it's about today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, 
we don't need all of this stuff that the system's giving us, you know. It, it really is just a thorn in our back and they use it to control us. So let's just cut the ties from it. We'll be a lot better off, trust me. UK developing QR code system to only allow vaccinated people into events. Article from Summit News. The article says the British government is developing a system to provide COVID vaccinated people with QR codes on their phones, which they would then present to get into sports events, concerts and other large gatherings, according to reports. The unique codes would only be given to those who have been vaccinated against coronavirus under plans being considered by ministers to signal they can attend large gatherings currently considered to be high risk reports the Daily Mail. The report stemming from sources close to the government also notes that those who refuse to get the COVID-19 jab would likely be refused entry to venues as part of the same proposals. One source suggested that spectators at the Tokyo Olympics coming up scheduled for next year will all be required to be vaccinated before being allowed to attend events, indicating that the push for such a system is global. I think there are lots of people who think it is a logical extension and lots of people are interested in it, the source was quoted as saying. The source added that the move is seen as one way of opening up society. The plan would see those people who have had the vaccinations carrying some kind of QR code or some sort of immunity certification which shows they have been tested. So, like I said before, I'm just going to reiterate, if you really don't want this vaccine, like I'm sure you don't, uh, you need to start preparing yourself to be cut off from this system. Um, in fact, not having a choice to, to do this is like the greatest thing ever. It's like when pressure becomes so much that we have no choice but to do better. Um, of course, it's going to be easier for some of us than others. Uh, but if you want to stand your ground and cut ties, then you need to make sure that you have access to everything you're going to need. If this source is correct, then obviously it's going to start with events, but slowly over time, businesses are going to start getting shamed and made, you know, into like some sort of public disgrace, like they always do in the newspapers, if they start allowing shoppers to use stores without vaccinations. It's all going to be manipulation. And, you know, we've seen, we've, we know how the system runs, you know, so just prepare yourself. You know how it's going to go. Um, how it affects you is up to you. You know, how... how this uh, this control is going to affect you is up to you. The control is what you give to them. You know, if you need to go to Asda, if you rely on your family surviving uh, by going to Asda, then obviously it's going to affect you because if they decide, you know, only people that are vaccinated get into Asda, you, you, you're going to be thinking a little bit differently. It's going to mess with your, um, your, your animal wiring, you know, your animal instincts that want you to provide for your family and will make you into a slave, you know? Um, so how it affects you is up to you and what you're prepared to do. This stuff is only going to work because they're assuming that we need them and can't possibly survive without them. Um, so yeah, it, whatever happens is what we make of it. Uh, the article continues though. Health Sec Secretary Matt Hancock, who once again refused to rule out making vaccination mandatory for all UK citizens this week, previously announced that Immunity passports could be rolled out for those who have antibodies against the virus, allowing them to participate in society. The QR code proposal is just the latest in a string of indications that anyone who chooses not to be vaccinated will be effectively 
ostracised from society. A British MP faced backlash Monday after suggesting that employees in the UK should not be allowed to go to work unless they can prove that they have been vaccinated against COVID-19 when the shot becomes available. If vaccination works and if we're confident it's safe and all indications so far are good, then I can certainly see the day when businesses say, look, you've got to return to the office and if you're not vaccinated, you're not coming in, said Tom Dugendat. With Uber and other companies also beginning to refuse services to people who fail to comply with coronavirus restrictions, the new normal will likely create a lower cast of refusers who are barred from traveling, any form of social life, and in the future, even basic financial services. So yeah, guys, it's going to be a lot, you know, but the way I imagine it is so much more beautiful than how it's being made out to be in this article. I am actually inspired and I have hope because this system was overdue to be remodeled anyway. It's long overdue. The future's bright, man. And you're going to be amazed at the progress that we can make once we cut ties. We may in a few generations be able to do so much damage that's been done to this world. And I cannot wait. Okay, so that's all I've got time for today. I wish I could have squeezed some more stuff in, but there's no point. I'll just have you here forever and bore you guys to death. I don't want to do that. But listen, if you got some value from it, um, pass it to a friend, pass it to a family member. Don't pass it to any sheep because it will mash them up. Their head is not ready for this. Um, yeah, they're all waking in their own t- in their own time. Do you know what I mean? Just uh, make sure you stay plugged in. Tomorrow, I hope to bring you some more updates on the judicial reviews against the against Parliament um, and other government bodies, potentially um, the arrest on Matt Hancock, the, the prosecution against him, whatnot. Um, also, there is something going on with Parliament. They're trying to bring in some... I'm getting, you know, things being sent to me. They're trying to bring in a mandate for the what do you call it, the mandatory vaccine, you know, they're trying to mandate it in different ways. So they are pushing for that and it's important that you're aware. That's going to be in tomorrow's episode though. I hope you enjoyed it today. Have a good evening. Stay blessed.